0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Curb appeal. You know it when you see it. And with The Home Depot, today is the day for doing. Boost your curb appeal with the best brands at the best prices. From new garage doors to colorful flowers. Exterior lights to a new coat of paint. Inspiration to installation. You can do it or let The Home Depot do it for you. Visit homedepot.com slash services for more information on installing your next project. The Home Depot. More saving. More do it. U.S. only C-Store for details.
1: Podcast One presents Let Lisa Help. Former insult comic Lisa Lampanelli is now a full-fledged life coach, and she wants to help you whether you like it or not. Join the former Queen of Mean as she continues her journey as the Queen of Meaning. She'll share her life experiences, the tools she's learned along the way, and a healthy dose of humor. So if you have a problem, let Lisa help. And now, here's your host, Lisa Lampinelli.
2: Hey, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the former Queen of Mean, now the Queen of Meaning, and... You are listening to Let Lisa Help. This episode is going to be one you do not want to miss. I have Lynette Carolla of the podcast for Crying Out Loud and also of the marriage to Adam Carolla. We will talk about the challenges of marriage, motherhood, and worrying half to death. Here's my interview with Lynette.
1: This is Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli.
2: everybody. It's Lisa Lampinelli. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome. The former queen of mean is now the queen of meaning. And welcome to my podcast, Let Lisa Help. I am so thrilled because I get to talk about helping people without really doing it. Just kidding. We're going to help people today by talking to my very special guest co-host, Lynette Carolla.
3: Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I mean, seriously, I was very honored when they asked me to come. Co host, like,
2: hey, why not? But you're great. I, I always liked you because, of course, I know Adam, mm-hmm. your husband, yeah. from stand up. I know Adam from the Celebrity Apprentice, yes. where we both hated the freaking show know, and were tortured by it. Right. And I think I met you right after The Apprentice mm-hmm. I was in the lobby of a hotel right. at the peninsula yep. with your kids. I think you had
1: twins. They we were little, yeah. Yeah. We
3: twins. How old are your kids now? Tw- what? 13. They're going to be 13 <gasps> next week.
2: Oh my God. Boy and girl? Boy girl. Do you hate them?
3: I do. Yeah. Right at this point, are they at that stage that you want to kill them? Well, uh, like Adam says this, I can't give myself credit, give him credit. But the girl is like raising two and a half girls Mm. and the boy is like raising one old cat. (laughs) So we're lucky in that regard. He's
2: easy. She's a... pain in the ass. Now, what do you think it is about girls that is so much more difficult from your experience?
3: I mean, it's their wiring. It's mm-hmm. just their wiring. And she's been that way since she was... People are like, oh, wait till you get to the teenage years. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, I've been in the teenage years. Like, she's been... I feel like a veteran. Yeah. If she's been this way. She's just very intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all girls are like this, but her, her wife, she's a lot like Adam. I was just going to say, yeah. is she like Adam? Because I always think...
2: Because go you know, Adam has a huge personality. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's so effing smart. Yeah, I every know. time I go on his podcast, I I I'm know. not kidding. I'm doing it, and I feel like, oh my god, he's going to know I'm the stupidest person alive.
3: Oh my god, Lisa. I got some stuff to tell. Well, yeah, therapist yeah, yeah. said the same. The th- we have a therapist that we both go to. The, mm-hmm. We were going to couples therapy, and she's very, you know, we were seeing her because she was seeing our daughter. Right, she was the the therapist mm-hmm. of our daughter, so we'd have to talk. Adam was like, she is spot on. Mm-hmm. She knows. She's she's very clear on what is going on. Yeah. She's really got you know she's got her number, and then. We decided to go her to see her as a couple. Yeah. And then now she's starting to scratch the surface to Adam and Adam mm. is like kind of like, you know, because sure. he's a little prickly that way. Yeah. But she tells me like, I, I, I get nervous when I talk, when we get go at it. Yeah. What is it about that? Like, I don't know why. Everybody feels Adam's, that way with Adam.
2: Adam's mind works so much differently yes, it does. than anyone else's and quickly. It's one thing to deal with somebody who just mind moves quick. Yeah. Like I get that. Yeah. But it's goes in weird different directions, and it's fascinating. Mm. It's almost like you're an observer a lot. I know. So I am always intimidated, but he's one of the few people that I literally said, I, before I knew him, I go, I bet he hates my comedy and thinks I'm stupid and a simpleton. And then he had me in the studio one day no and I go, way. oh my God, he said I'm smart.
3: Oh what my God, happened? he What's loves- wrong with him? No.
2: Yeah, you know, though, but I don't think it's our low self-esteem. Right, right, right. I think I it's just think going... It's- Gosh, it's like an Einstein saying mm. you're smart and you yeah. go oh, okay he's not judging us the way we are.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. Y- you that's know? exactly right. Yeah. Do
2: you find what are what are you hard I mean since you can't speak for mm-hmm. him what are you hardest on yourself about? I'm always I always go to I'm not smart enough or whatever. What do you go to for yours?
3: I that's kind of I have to say I'm not trying to like you know yeah. one up you but I yeah. I feel the same way because I've been with Adam 24 years, mm-hmm. about now, I guess. Right. And, you know, that's like my whole adult life pretty much. Met him when I was 25. Yeah. And so he is who he is, but I always feel like I'm a little bit of a simpleton too. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, just he's he's just i say like you know he's the black belt of arguments you know he's yeah. he is like a ninja when you're trying to
0: mm-hmm. just
3: debate or go or have a discussion you know right. he doesn't but he doesn't bend he doesn't see things his way mm-hmm. so my thing is yes i feel um, insecure with that. Mm. My, because I, you know, I went to high school. I graduated high school. We both grew up in the valley. Right. We both had s- similar backgrounds. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley like him, mm-hmm. you know, middle class in, in West Hills. And, and so, um, my mom was, my parents are Italian. My mother was an immigrant from Italy who didn't speak English, spoke broken English. And my dad, I was a daddy's girl. You know, he worked in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and, he, he was, he's Americanized, but he was still that Italian dad sure. who did not want me to marry an Italian. Oh, <laughs> He wanted wow. me to marry a nice Jewish boy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Told me, always respect two things, books and Jews.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my like, mother actually always used to say, marry a Jewish man, they get their women jewelry.
3: That's what. Which I was like, is that true? I know. I know. And by the way, I don't really like, I don't really have jewelry. I'm not right, a jewelry right, person. So, all right. Right. But, yeah, so we, I i grew up, so I didn't have, like, I didn't go to Stanford or I don't have that. Right. So I right. do feel, and then when I met Adam at age 25, mm-hmm. you know, I was working in the entertainment business. I had a full-time job. I loved my job. But, you know. I always felt insecure, mm-hmm. especially around when I met him. He was just starting his career, and he would bring me around his groundlings and yeah. acme you know uh, people that he went to school with and and those people have such you know such a, 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 a just incredible mind yeah and i 've always just been like intimidated in those situations. Yeah, me so, too. And yeah. and
2: it's interesting because I remember doing improv on such a small level. And those are like big time freaking improv people mm. and sketch people. And I always felt like, well, I can't keep up with them. So I'm going to be a stand up because then I only have to keep up with me. Oh. So it was like, well, F them. I'm going to be the star. So that's how it felt. That's but then at heart, it was like I could never do what they do. Right. Um yeah. But it's funny. Do you have that thing that I've heard? It's... um. Whatever attracted you to the person you're with mm-hmm. is what drives you crazy later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, That's a thousand percent. Yeah. What was it at first about Adam that you were like, oh, my God, he's so
3: great? <laughs> well, one of it is, you know, I uh, one of it is his brains, uh, yeah. his intelligence. I've always liked really smart guys. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody says that. You know, no, they don't. I've liked don't?
2: really stupid guys. Really? I do. I, though, would like a stupid guy who knows he's stupid. Yes. And says, I know I'm stupid.
3: I like that, But yeah.
2: the stupid guys try to act smart. Yeah. And then, like, no, you just burst your own bubble. <laughs> you cock-blocked yourself. <laughs> because this means now I have to pretend you're smart. Yeah, and no, 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 stupid. no. Right,
3: right, and they're stupid. So you like smart. I like smart. I've no. always liked smart. And... He was, you know, just starting out and I just admired him. And one of the things, one of the traits I liked was that he was secure. I was just mm-hmm. coming out of dating another guy who was just uh kind of like, you know, uh, insecure and why. You know, we worked together in the same area in, in development and he wanted to be, you know, ben silverman who was a big executive Mm -hmm. well at the time he wasn't he was a nobody but Mm -hmm. in our little area of the world in the entertainment industry he was you know manager of development and so he wanted to be like and so he was very insecure in his job and in his you Mm -hmm. know and i'm already insecure yeah yeah. so now i got somebody adam who's just and i don't think adam it's the i don't really know if it was of if it was self-esteem or what but is secure, but I think it's just because of the way Adam looks at the world. Mm. He doesn't pick up on emotional cues. Lisa, you got me at a very interesting time because yeah. like I said, we were in couples therapy right. and now it's like, I am starting to see a ton of stuff. And now right. we've decided to go to therapy alone, see the, mm-hmm. the therapist separate. Yeah. And she says that she, wanted to ask you about this. She said that she is a, um, she's a licensed and M- and social worker. It, right. right. But then she also says she calls herself a coach. Right. Because that way she could – um, well, that she works a lot with kids. Yeah. But that way she could be more open. And with the two of us, she can doesn't have to go through that whole like, so tell me about your childhood and what made yeah, you – Yeah, she are. can focus she's on like, forward movement. Like, right. right. She's like, let's cut the bullshit. Let's all be real here. Let's mm-hmm. be – and she's right straight to the point. That's mm-hmm. what Adam really likes about her. Oh, good. And so anyway, that, that whole thing – well, so your question to me was, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're so we're in therapy right now, and we're kind of trying yeah, to it out. We're yeah, because it's been, like I said, twenty four years. Oh, we've had a good run. Like, well, I'm yeah, tired. and I, I
2: think also, yeah, it's just where you have to sort of. I admire anyone who could stick with a relationship more than three years. Like I really don't know what that's like yeah. because I just what I do is I fall in love in that honeymoon phase for three months, and then I hate them. Yeah. But I don't admit I hate them. I marry them or keep them in a long-term relationship and then go, I've hated this guy for a long time. I better get out. So that's why I don't date right now because I'm like, I got to heal that before I do it. Right. You know, but uh, the initial question being like, what drives you crazy about him? Is sort of what attracted to you, to mm-hmm. him? Mm-hmm. Oh, the smart and the funny. Yes, and, the... and so
3: like now, what drives me crazy about him is like he thinks he knows it everything. Oh yeah, and he does. Well, we it.
2: all do if we're comics. We all think we're. Geniuses. I guess.
3: Yeah, I know. But yeah. like Jimmy Kimmel's not like that. I don't know. Like, I can't compare him because I, know, I learned in therapy. Don't compare. I know. Your Comparing partner. And despair. To... Yeah, Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I mean everybody's got their insecurities, but but Adam is just he 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 doesn't. Um, he's lacking I, I really he's lacking empathy and i really think he's got but my therapist doesn't agree she says he does have empathy he does he doesn't know he doesn't have the tools to show it or he doesn't know mm. how to he was severely neglected as a kid oh, severely okay. dr drew will tell you you mm. know that did a number and when you're neglected like that and then you're the head of the football team mm. and they don't come to any of your games even though the lights and the, the of mm. the, in the sounds of the game are like In their backyard, they don't go. They don't care. They don't give a shit what Adam's doing. They could care less. They check. They're checked out. They're hippies. They're checked out. So he's the star of the football team, and then he just doesn't know any better, and he just goes into construction, Mm. and then he works construction until he's thirty. Then he meets Jimmy and decide. You know, then decided he was working on it before he met Jimmy into comedy, but he didn't know he was funny. He didn't know what he had. He was going to the construction, and at night he was going to the groundlings and the Acme Theater, and. So you admire that, and then so he's got. But then and then he starts to. He pulled himself out of that, and he gets his career going. And then he starts to get that. He he's never dealt with that anger. He has See, that yeah. anger. Yeah, needs-
2: I, I, I think I did too, which is um, what held what I held myself back on. What, and why I stayed angry was not grieving that past. Mm-hmm. So it's we, we talk a lot on here about grief, about how. You know, did you ever grieve that father who never, you know, came to your games? Did you ever grieve that mother who couldn't care less about you because she was smoking pot? You know, right. it's all just sad. It is. Anger is so much easier than sad. Right. But yet, right. it doesn't heal us. Right. It doesn't move us forward in the least. Right. Somebody told us, uh, uh, me on the podcast a few months ago or weeks ago about they have a conversational safe word, meaning if they the person goes below the belt or, or they just say the word. hmm So, I almost think like with an Adam or a guy who kind of has trouble with empathy, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to have it and use it, but he doesn't doesn't have it it naturally. Right, right. Where you have that natural thing. It's almost if you have the word like um, shoes, because uh, empathy is literally, from what I've read, putting yourself in those shoes of somebody else. It's not having compassion. Right. It's It's not saying, but I would do this. Right. It's saying, okay. Adam, put yourself literally in my shoes. Mm. I watched the kids all day. I ran mm. the beverage business. Mm. I did my podcast. I ran around. Mm-hmm. Imag- I had this set of parents. How am I feeling?
3: Right. Oh, Interesting.
2: okay. So, Interesting. because I never used to do that. And Chelsea Handler's book, it's like empathy is literally not feeling sorry for someone. It's which compassion is more like, I yes. get it, poor yes. thing. Yes. This is like, and you saying, okay, I'm in Adam's shoes. Parents neglected me. I have something to Mm -hmm. prove all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's a hard freaking practice. But I guess if you love somebody enough, you do it. I do it for the friends I love, for family I love. But it's hard to do for like every person on the street. That's interesting. I like the safe word. I do too. Yeah. I think it was Brad Williams, the comic. Really? Yeah, Who's freaking phenomenal. He's That's a dwarf. That's a great idea. He said his wife and him just, and I said it is hard to stop the conversation mm-hmm, because if you say, yeah, you know, right. the safe word and he's like, yeah, but it's the rule. We have to do wow. it. And then we come back to it when we cool down. If wow. you do come back to it. That's interesting. But yeah, it's it, relationships, you know, you're together, you say like 25, 24 years. Ugh. It's, <laughs> it's like where you just go.
3: I just think it's a lot harder than people think. It is. I think people go, oh, it's so cute. They've been together for so long people don't shit. know. No, I know. It's hard. And it is nice. I mean, you got to admire people that are together for a long time, Yeah. You know? and, and but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm in it. And so I dated before I met him, but mm-hmm. now it's like I'm not saying I want to go date, but it's like I see people that are like they go, "Oh, we're going to go see the movie, the event, end game tonight." Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're we're you know, me and my husband, I'm so excited. And I'm like, "Huh. I don't I don't get excited just see Adam see
2: really I don't well? get people who get excited to see anyone except their dog I know I find it really hard to go I you know I find it hard to work up anything over anyone else unless they're like a best friend mm-hmm. do you think part of it is to like you, is Adam super – I mean, I, I don't mean butch, but I mean he, he's more of a guy guy. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So you're gets, not going to have that that gushy like, oh, my God, we went to see that right. love story. Right, it was right, so right, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. not
3: that guy. No, he's not. But I don't need – and so the sad thing is, is that he's trying to work on himself with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. He – and I see it. So he thinks he's got to be that kind of a guy. Yeah. But that's not really – that's not what I want, you know. Do you know what you want? I. What I – well, I'm trying – I'm working on it. I, what do I want? I I want him to understand. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand. Like, I've, we've never, ever had an argument or a discussion or a debate about anything. And, and the only way it ends is he's never gone, like – you're right. All right. You're right. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's always been like, if I wanted to stop, I'll just go, I say every, I get everything out. And then I just sit there and I just go into like sleep mode. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just go, okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know what
2: a large part of it is? It sounds like is acceptance mm-hmm. because it's like how we have to accept ourselves. We have to accept other people if they mean enough to us. Like I, right. My mother literally has never and will never say I'm sorry. I mean, for anything, even if it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, like I was screaming at her right before my dad died. And I was like, why will you never say I'm sorry? What happened to you as a kid that you can't say I'm sorry? It was like when Fonzie Mm -hmm. couldn't say I'm wrong. Uh, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I find once I started accepting this is her. I don't like it, but right. I have to accept it because I'm not going to be unfriendly with my mother. Right. Then she started saying thank you excessively to the point that I go, oh, that's her saying I'm sorry.
3: Oh.
2: So it's almost like with an Adam or a husband out there or a wife or anybody where you go, "No, you know, they're not going to ever say, yeah, you're right. Right. That's, that's their little signal of this or their little thing. It's not saying taking crumbs. It's going, I accept that part right. of them. It sucks, I, but I accept it. Right. But That's acceptance is hard. And just because it's like when they talk about body acceptance, mm-hmm. I always was like, but I hate my body years ago and mm-hmm. before I was this beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have to say, just because you say I accept it doesn't mean it means I like it. Right. But That's it's, true. You guys,
3: any it couple is, it's, walks it's, such a fine line. It's true. Yes. Just because – I and I've – we went – we started going to couples therapy because he's like, you know – I'm going to be 55. I want to, you know, I want to go on walks. I want to do stuff. He wants to do stuff. He, you know, he's a builder. He likes to build. Yes. And so we just got a house and he's like gutted this room and he's making it into a theater. And wow. it's just been sitting there. And he's like, right. I want her to come to me and go, look at these fabrics and look at this. Like, let's get this. Like, he wa- I'm not that that girl. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, I don't. We could live in the studio. I'm fine. Like, right. you know, oh yeah, you say that. You say, "Well, I that's where I came from." Like, I don't I'm fine. Like, I don't. But he what that's him. That's little Adam going, yes. "Why won't you come to my football games? Yeah. Look at what I'm building. Look at what I'm doing to you. Like i doing for, for you, you and for the, right. Look at this, you know. Why aren't you he want, literally like I know this is a sounds insane, but this is a cartoonish version, I guess, is how you would put it. Want somebody to walk around and follow him and go, oh, thank you, Adam. Look what you did. Look at this. And have my friends come on. Look at what Adam built me. But part me. of it, I think
2: he's not, I don't know about him, but I, don't, mm-hmm. I think people, once they get it once in a while, they're not um, bottomless pits if they work on themselves at the same time. So suppose one day, like, I'm not, uh, you know, going to be like, oh, just get the fabrics. Um yeah. What if it, I wonder what would happen if one day you did get a bunch of fabrics and go, Oh, what about this, this, and this? Mm -hmm. See if it fills, fills him up a little bit. I did. And it's kind of cute. I've done it. What do you you think happens? Does it, does it at all quell that need?
3: Yes, it's great. And and he's in a good mood or whatever. And then it's on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he does something. It's, it's so what I'm saying is that he's looking to me for happiness. Mm -hmm. He has to stop that. It's, he needs to work on himself. Right. It's not me. Like it's, if so, if I come to him with all the fabrics and go look at like, you know, he, which I've done a thousand kabillion times, he, it's great. And he loves it and he appreciates it. But, but then he's on to something but it else. Last. It does yeah. not last.
2: No, what happens is basically his six-year-old gets the little hit, and you know, I I recently had two huge fights with um, two different friends, or a fight each, mm-hmm. and I through therapy figured out that it's my six-year-old who was wanting them to protect me, or my mm-hmm. nine-year-old wanted them to listen to me, and I said to them, "I'm sorry, because it's not your job to take care of my six-year-old. Yeah. I'm so sorry." And one of them came on the journey. He said, oh, my God, the reason I couldn't was because he's very introspective. He goes, my nine-year-old kind of was battling your six-year-old. He goes, oh, my God, so we can definitely work forward going, oh, we can operate as adults now. Right. So that's somebody who works on themselves and has the therapy. So that's why there's hope that him going to therapy will really, hopefully, it's going to take a while, Mm -hmm. but also find it's such a stereotype, but that was a gay guy.
3: Yeah, Gay wow. guys look pretty good. That's the thing. Like, my I straight love... male friend wouldn't. I my know. straight
2: male friend said, I said, that was my nine-year-old wanting you to be make me feel safe. And he goes, yeah, well, that's just who I am. Hmm. So then I go, well, this friendship isn't meant to be. And right. that's okay. Mm-hmm. And And you know what? The thing is, you can do as much as you can without being resentful, right? You know, like you can go, yep, the fabrics. I'll, I can do one thing a day that makes Adam yeah, six yeah. year old feel right. happy, but right. not more than that, or I'll resent it because then who wins? No. Yes,
3: problem. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's that sort of we're trying to work on resentment. I mean, of course, course there's like all this resentment. But you know, I think it's like, I I'm will I want to work on it because I love him. We have yeah, the, the sure. two kids. And, you know, he, he has he works as I mean, a very I admire what he's done with his life, you know, Mm -hmm. to pull him out of that, to get to where he's gotten. And, you know, the thing about Adam, too, that it it drives me is that he's very misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't like, I, I, I feel bad, like, you know, he. Oh, you know, he said something in a, a thing about, you know, women aren't funny, kind of that comment. I don't know if you heard I know, but that. I, of course, was like, of course he thinks I'm funny. But, like, but that but was the so stupid. Is, he didn't mean that. But he's, I remember. But, right. But he, they took it out of this long c- thing that he was saying. It was followed by Lisa Lampanelli, Kathy Griffin. That's right. Uh, um, Tina Fey. Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of funny, well, you, know, of you know. He was, I don't remember what he was saying. But. Because of how he is and his opinions and p- because of his childhood, he wants to do the opposite of what his parents did. Mm. His, his parents were hippies and, you know, and he's like, you know, he doesn't want to be like that. And he wants to have order in the house and have mm-hmm. clean, everything clean. So it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting journey. But
2: well, you know, if one of his hot buttons is being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I have that, too. Big time. And that's something to be worked on on his part, too, because I had to work on, like, they're going to misunderstand us. Everything They just are going to find something. The other day I was on a red carpet, and it was really funny because it was at the Webby Awards, which is for the web, Mm -hmm. you know, for podcasts and this and that. And my niece's podcast won an award, and I was all happy. And I said jokingly, oh, because Jenny Slate was the host. And I said to Us Magazine, Us Weekly, I go, oh, my God, Jenny Slate's here. She – I got fired from Despicable Me because she was better actor than me or whatever. I right. go, but haha, I got paid anyway, so uh-huh. she had to do the work. And it's almost like and then people started calling, going, Oh, are you really mad at her? And like all oh, that crap. Right. And at first I was like hot button, misunderstood. And I'm going, no, 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 just clarify it. Right. Just right. be like she right. knows what you mean. The right people know what it means. But that's hard to get to. It is hard. It's, it's all hard. this like therapy for thirty something years. Right. And and how- it's just like where we go, we all have our like Jonah Hill talked about it on Stern when he said, people walk into our broken arm all the time. When we uh, walk yeah, into I people's remember. broken arm. I love that.
3: I love that. I love that. I know. I listen to Stern like every day. Oh, it's best and ever. I know you can't compare, but like, look at somebody who had therapy for so long. I know. You know, and he said, like, I just, like, he's got, he's got a ton. Of, and you can hear it when he's yelling at his staff. I know. You know, and Adam just is, you know, I'm not trying to compare the two, but no, no, it's no. just, I hear that. How did you, you grew up? You had an Italian mom? Just regular. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. Where much did you
2: grow up? Lower middle class. Um father had a white collar ish job mm-hmm. um Connecticut. But uh-huh. you know, uh not a rich part of Connecticut or whatever. Yeah. And um I was lucky enough that I was like, Oh, I was brought up near near enough to New York City to go in once in a while. So I always felt like I got an easy life in a way because I'm like, I was born white. I was born near New York. I was not near a bunch of gay bashers or, you know, um, you know, there was, I was pretty lucky. Tall, blonde, blue eyes. You're lucky. Right. So I I never felt like I could complain about anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were just raised sort of normal. My mother was definitely the, you know, the battle ax, the the big one Uh. in the family. My father was more gentle, sort of the, uh, no he's a fine artist and this and that but I oh, think Paris. like um the way I was brought up, you kind of, my mother would always look at me and go, she go, where are you going? And i go, therapy. And she's like, ugh, when are you going to be done? <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe if you had not been such a freaking crazy bitch, I would be done already. <laughs> but then what happened when after my dad died, I was like, I got to start looking at my mom with some compassion here or yeah. else I'm going to just have the worst rest of her life. Right, right, right. So I had to really get a ton more therapy and better therapy. But then I found out, dude, like the anger is Big, I know, I know. And, and we're what gonna do to do every with day? That? Well, I know it's covering sadness and grief. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically and grief about just dreams that didn't come true, or right, such right. things that, and maybe even over childhood that wasn't perfect, right, or right, right. that uh, I didn't have the mother I wanted or the father I wanted.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: we mm-hmm. none of us really get what we no, want, but right. we get enough. Right, right. Yeah. So I think until we feel. From did- our childhood sad, then we're kind of screwed.
3: Yeah. Did you always want to do comedy? Is that? No,
2: no. Well, I you- was sort of, you know, it was like a weird thing to even want to try at 30. And oh, I you like, started
3: at 30 yeah. like Adam. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So I was just like, oh, I'm going to do that. And if I suck, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, I just wanted to try it.
3: Right, right. I didn't want
2: to be the person who never did it. Yeah. And then it started feeling very, not joyless, but it didn't have that spark it's right. supposed to. right. And it was like I'd look at my calendar and go, oh, God, I gotta go in that freaking place again. Oh, you know, yeah. And it's like, but that's not in my heart anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that now I could, for the most part, look mm-hmm. in the calendar and go, Ooh, cute.
3: That's nice. Like I wanted to ask, like, how did you? What, when was the, what was the aha moment? Like I wanted. And it's like, oh, But, like, you yeah. know, I wanted to go in that direction of doing storytelling and yeah. helping people and coaching people. Like, what? I don't think there's aha
2: moments. There I think wasn't. It's all a freaking bullshit. Yeah, thing. yeah, I know. Because guess what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I was taking a workshop once at Kropalu about, you know, life changes or whatever. And they said, well, didn't Byron Katie have that thing where it dawned on her when the she saw Ugh. the moth climbing up the wall? And it's like, well, there was 8,000 steps that led to that. Oh, <laughs> right. That roach or whatever was. It's not it was like – Right, right, right. Like, it makes a good story. Yeah, that's true. So what I think is it was just noticing. Uh-huh. All of it is noticing. So I just was so on autopilot because I liked money and I liked being a show-off mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. houses and being like, oh, look at my huge wedding. And right. You just start noticing – what doesn't make you thrilled anymore?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so then I started noticing that I didn't have much joy in comedy. And mm-hmm. I go, but I felt really good helping my dad when he was going through hospice. And I was like collaboration because I like doing a play. I'm like, oh, I just want to keep the stuff in that I noticed was cool.
3: Right. That was working. right? But even and now like... I'm
2: noticing like I don't think I love one-on-one Coaching as much as I love workshops. So that's my job to notice. Interesting. Yeah. And to not go, oh, I'm an idiot because I don't want to do that. Well, why? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. coaching's about doing groups or doing whatever level. Like on the podcast, it's like somebody writes in, you can coach them through that.
3: Right. That's true.
2: So I think we all just got to, in our relationships and in life, just notice. Yes. And that's the tough thing is going instead of taking what's ever given to us.
3: But see, you should take, you should be. Proud of being able to notice. Oh no, I am.
2: Yes. God forbid I didn't. Then I'd be probably this weekend going to some place doing insult comedy Mm. that I was kind of having that little hit of ego. Right. A nice paycheck, but going oh now I want something to eat. Yeah. Now I got to go watch eight episodes of King of Queens and eat food. Right. Because it's just not that much fun. Right. And or maybe snapping more on audience members or whatever. You know. It's not good. No. Nah. And that anger would be coming out more. Right, right. Of course. I mean, hey, trust me, I'm not, <laughs> I I will probably yell at someone within the week. I'm oh, not, really? I'm not glad. Yeah. But it's a hell of a lot less than before. Yeah. But I don't think we're ever like
3: totally fixed. right. Right. But at least though you you recognize and you're going to th- you go to therapy like you've been oh, going to therapy I, you go yeah. to therapy I'm a bit I love I I like yeah therapy. do you like it so far? I do I mean I've always gone to therapy since uh, my parents never did and no, then sure. I had to figure it out like oh I should go to a therapy so in my early twenties is when I started mm-hmm. and then I had a great therapist she was like just she just was like this older like in her. 60s hippie. But mm-hmm. she lived in Santa Monica and then she moved to Portland. Mm-hmm. And now like we do like once a month. But right. then now I have, then we got the therapist for the the girl and now Adam and I are seeing her. And oh, see, that's so, you, yeah. So so far, it's so, a good fit. Oh, I like, yes, yes. You know, my problem is I'm so like
2: aware and done so much coaching and, um, excuse me, therapy for so many years that friend said to me, she goes, you need a better therapist because you can talk your way around a lot of people and you can just get into the intellectual stuff. Right. So I finally got a really smart therapist who calls me on everything and she goes, I'm going to just push back on on that thing. And I'm like, damn it, she caught me saying that bullshit again.
3: Right, right.
2: And I'm like, wow, no wonder I feel like I haven't yelled at anybody in a while or made progress because – she doesn't let me get away with it. Yes. It's nobody's job to fix me. Right, right. I always thought, well, when well, you got to understand me, yeah, you have yeah, to, oh, don't yeah, you know yeah, what's in yeah, my heart? Yeah. No, let say what's in your heart. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. And do right. you find vulnerability hard? I know it's such a buzzword, but just being you?
3: Um, Actually, for me, it comes normal. It's mm-hmm. very natural. In fact, like people are like, you know, oh, you're talk on my podcast. They're like, you're talking about going to therapy with Adam, you know, because, you know, if you think like we're building Adam – I am trying to build a brand here mm-hmm. with the alcohol company that landed in my lap. And so it's based on Adam and his mm-hmm. wife. She's the CEO, the female of the, of an alcohol mm-hmm. company, you know, and, uh, she's getting it and she's, you know, get making it work. But like, but really, like we're, we, you know, we're on, there's shit going down at home. Like, yeah, we're not, course. this is not like, you know, a fairy tale. So. I have to be vulnerable. I have no other I way to do it. it. When I do the podcast, it's I just talk about what's what, what honestly, what happened that day or Good. stuff that the kids. Like I say things about the kids. I did, with the kids, I I do it on more on Patreon because mm-hmm. it's more you know private. It's, right, it's you know to the true fans are paying and right. and we always tell everybody don't. Don't go tweeting at them and saying shit. Shut up. It's so stupid. Because then you're going to ruin it for yourself. If I you want to hear what's really going on. Right. Then, okay. So, like, and they, for the most part, they have been, you know. But I, I talk about what happened in the, you know, like, I go to therapy on the night before I come in. Perfect. It just happens. And so I'm like, so, and my, my co-host, she's like, so what happened? What did the therapist say, you know? Yeah. So, I, for me, it, but I noticed for a lot of people in my life Vulnerability is very hard. Yeah, very. it's a
2: literally risking to be just seen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I—I I, uh, it's funny. I—I I called a friend of mine back the other day. I owed her a phone call and. Right at the end of the message I was leaving, I go, I love you. And I go, oh, my God, there. I said it. Okay. <laughs> you caught me. I said it. I love you. And it's really like when Kimmel was uh, – excuse me. When yeah. Howard was on Fallon the other day and he goes, I love you. because And he goes, I love you. He goes, I love you. It's like it's rare you look someone in the eye and say, say that. It, right. You know, boyfriend or girlfriend. Right, yeah. Right. But to look at your friend and say, look, man, you know, I couldn't have gotten through this without you. <laughs> Everybody's afraid to cry. I know. What's the worst that happened and you cry? I know. And and, And by the way, if that person can't receive it, that has nothing to do with you. Right. It's almost That's you have their... to have compassion for them
3: and go, mm-hmm. poor thing can't receive. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. not, you did your part. You know, yeah. It, I do have, there's guys though that around our workspace that I work with. We work with like millennials. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they do, they have a little more. Uh, they do. Yeah. Like, they, they hug each other and they go, all right, man, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, when love you. When, when
2: did all the hugging start? I remember in high school we never hugged each other. For no, long. I did know. you
3: guys? No, and it's so funny you say that. Yeah, it's funny because my best friend that I grew up with since I was in eighth grade. I'm mm-hmm. going to see her this Friday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see her. It's her birthday. Mm-hmm. We always we now we have a, a group of girls mm-hmm. that we're friends with that from I used to work at ABC so with mm-hmm. the, the ABC girls every time we get together we goodbye we hug each other sure. hug each other look at Suzanne her and I look at each other ah, I see you later like we just don't hug because we never did we, when we never were did kids. I, now I, we don't like I remember when my nieces my niece Emily she's I think twenty five now when
2: she was at her high school like they do play rehearsal or something and they'd be like bye girl and like uh-huh. hug and I'm like. We never did that. I know. Like, it's, but it's kind of cute. It, but it, is it like real? Like, is it I don't real? Know. I know. Well, you know?
3: with girls, it's kind of, yeah. Like, I, uh, like, I don't know, you know, cause I, well, I'm around 13 year old girls. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, women in the workplace when they die, you know, but like, uh, I don't know. I just, I think. I've always been a hugger because I'm a mm-hmm. you know an Italian and yeah yeah but um but yeah I know people the people are the millennials I notice they're hugging and I I don't I I know when I see it the guys that I work with they do it they mean it yeah
2: it's nice when it's well,
3: when you know it's met
2: when well you, what's funny is um I've talked about it on here how I started ballroom dancing and as well, it started nice. as a charity thing but then it started to be like my shrink said you have to see what it's causing you to be vulnerable about and why you how you have to connect with a straight guy because I know how hard you find that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're right. And my dance teacher is a straight guy. He's married. He's a great guy. He'll say, great job, or at hey, least hello, and he'll hug me. And I'll do the – I mean, I do a full body hug, yeah. but then I'll pat, pat, pat on yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, a real hug because he's Serbian and he's like, a real hug oh, is wow. where you go, oh. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, oh my God, I have to do this. I like that I'm challenged to do it, but I go... I have to. That's how I have to show up for myself and other people right. too. But it, it's right, hard. Right. It's hard.
3: It's hard when you're not used to. I yeah, know. but it's I think like,
2: it just gets easier with yeah. with anything. Right. But speaking right. of the podcast, where can everybody? Your podcast is called "For Crying Out Loud." Yeah. It's on Podcast One. Yeah. Found anywhere. Anywhere. anywhere yeah. You get podcasts. podcast. Yes. One. Yes. Com, yeah. Podcast Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you are the CEO well, yeah. of the Dream <laughs> Company with you and your beloved husband. Been Corolla drinks. What's what's the big drink now, by well, the
3: way? Well, uh, so we have three signature cocktails that you could just buy it in the bottle. If we sell it. You can get it online. And uh, it's just you pour it over ice. It's it's in, It's like in a wine. It's like mm-hmm. a wine-based cocktail, but it's high octane. It's like 21% alcohol. Jesus Christ. And it will f- you, uh, wow. It's like you just pour a little bit over ice at the end of the day, and you enjoy. You know, it gives you a nice buzz. It's not mangria. Was it that it is mangria. Thing? Okay, okay. It, but it, it, but now we have brose, But now <laughs> we're, we're working on a couple more uh, nice. different, you know, flavors. And it was called mangria because it just kind of oh, it's great. It yeah. fell into Adam's lap. He sure. one day made it, and then they. But it's all what I like. It's all made out of grapes. It's pure. really it's just grapes. No they kidding. they they make it in a way that they could raise the alcohol content. Wow, wait. I know. Oh I my know.
2: God! Well, listen, Lynette Corolla. Can you, I'm so glad you came here. Can you do me a favor? Can you stick around for a couple of minutes? Course. We're going to answer some viewer oh, questions sure. or listener questions or whatever the hell this is. Yeah. Uh, stick around for more of
1: Let Lisa Help. You're listening to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampinelli.
0: curb appeal you know it when you see it and with the home depot today is the day for doing boost your curb appeal with the best brands at the best prices from new garage doors to colorful flowers exterior lights to a new coat of paint inspiration to installation you can do it or let the home depot do it for you visit homedepot.com services for more information on installing your next project the home depot more saving more do it u.s only c store for details
1: Hello, I'm Brad Jenkins, host of the Fired Up podcast. We're fired up that you're joining us. And that is the whole point of the podcast. We're going to have guests on to talk about the thing that they love the most. We picked the perfect first guest, Senator Cory Booker. Here we are getting Jersey Shore jokes every five minutes. Because of a bunch of people from Staten Island. <laughs> West. I mean, yes! they didn't even live in Jersey and they gave us a bad name. Fired Up with Brad Jenkins. New episodes weekly. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and at PodcastOne.com. And now back to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampinelli. Hey everybody,
2: welcome back. It's Lisa Lampinelli, and you're listening to Let Lisa Help, the podcast that makes your whole life worth living. Or maybe not. Maybe like kill yourself. No, that's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird when you try to get away from being funny, especially when, um, you know, speaking of, uh, we have our guest in the studio, Lynette Carolla. Thank you so much, for <laughs> Lynette, you, for coming. Um, it's so hard not to get sucked back into comedy because uh, we're going to go over some reader mail. And boy, oh boy, I'm surprised I can't <laughs> get sucked in by this offer from Thomaston, Connecticut. Good morning. I would like to possibly book you for a small show at my fish and game club. Oh, no. <laughs> Could you send me some details on booking you? Now, you know, if the word small show didn't get you, how no, about I, that fish and game that's club?
3: Gonna, that's going to that's say, you
2: know, F. Carnegie Hall. Right. <laughs> I am not doing my return appearance. I am doing it where there are hunters and Actually. fishermen killing animals who are defenseless <laughs> oh and probably God, don't. God, that's eat. So Ugh. yeah, I'm not getting sucked back in. So no. people don't kill yourself. We're going to do a letter that mm-hmm. actually will help people. <laughs> uh, Lynette, you can weigh in, please, because I don't know much about being no mother. Oh, wow. Okay. Renee from Indiana says, how do you, oh wow, how do you stop worrying about everything? <laughs> I'm an ICU nurse and don't sweat it at work, but can't stop trying to micromanage my teenager's life, who is amazing, mm. and my family's life. Uh, just lost my mom and feel like I need to step in and help manage my dad, siblings, my household. My husband has the big stuff at home, but with my daughter, I can't stop worrying it. I'm afraid it's going to hold her back from living her life. Now, I think she shows a lot. Of insight, even knowing that it's going to hold her daughter back if she oh,
3: micromanages. What do you think, Lynette? I, she, I feel like I wrote that. Really? Yeah. I mean, as far as when it comes to holding their kids, you don't want your kids to – you don't want to scare your kids, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to give them the same anxiety and that anxiousness you have. You don't want to put it on them and impose it on them. Right. And it's – I have it kind of uh, – I have Adam to balance it because Adam's like, oh, let him walk home. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock at night. Let him walk. No, right, no, right. no, 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 no. But so we balance, we have a good balance, but Mm I don't, I don't think that ever goes away. I hate to say it. You're Mm. always going to have that anxiety, anxiousness, you know, you, you just want your kids, you just want to teach your kids to be smart, know their surroundings, always pay attention to your surroundings, but you know. For the most part, people are good and out there in the world. And, you know, uh, you don't want to teach your kids. I mean, yes, there's bad people, but. It's it's almost like you
2: have to have them have healthy boundaries and healthy fears, but not be fear-based all the time. There you go. I grew up really fear-based because it was in the age when people were just starting to kidnap kids and everything. And I remember my mother would say uh, we would stand at the school bus stop. And she'd say, if you see a car circle more than twice, run home. Yeah, And I'm like, um, okay. So these poor lost people, if somebody's lost in the neighborhood, I'm like reporting them yeah, to right. the cops. <laughs> My mother used to work at the police station. Oh, really? Yep. She was the one who typed in the arrest records. And it was like Trumbull, Connecticut, really small town. So there was like really, I mean, what's the worst thing that happens in Trommel, Connecticut? Two two swans were effing by the side (laughs) of the road. So you had to (laughs) inform them. Stop doing that in public. So uh, she had me so scared. She'd say, whenever she left us alone, I mean, we were, I think, 14 and up, she would say, you just have to call the police if you even hear one noise. Mm-hmm. And those poor cops, It's uh, you, you know they must have been looking at each other going, it's Gloria's kids again. Right. She just had us so scared. That's probably why I've never tried a drug other than pop because I thought, oh, my God, she had told me once, if you try any th- drug, <laughs> you will probably – Take fingernail files and pop your eyes out because oh you'll be in a crazy acid induced thing. Like she wow. was she really scared wow. me straight. Yes. So yes, yes, good thing we're not a bunch of drug addicts. Right. But I mean, we grow up pretty scared, right? Right? Right?
3: Ah, uh, yeah. I know. I was the same. My parents did the same thing. I was afraid to try drugs because uh, yeah. they said it'll alter your mind and you'll never get your mind back. Yeah, and I was like, well, right. okay, you know, and I believed it for a long time. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't do pot either until I was like seventeen. I yeah, me 18, too. Like me right, too. graduating high school. Right, so. Yeah, I I grew up, like, my dad was very, like, you know, he taught me how to get out of, if I was kidnapped and my hands were tied behind my back, he told me what to do. No
2: kidding. See, see, this is why your parents were better. My parents just said, be scared. Right, right. And we're chubby, so we can't really run fast. You were taught how to get out of handcuffs. That's a gangster move right there. I know,
3: I know. Wow. It's true. Yeah,
2: I know. But you know what I I find interesting about this woman, too, from Indiana, is She's an ICU nurse but doesn't sweat it at work because I think what her thing is, she probably feels super competent and trained Mm -hmm. at work. Right. Like I never used to worry. People go, are you scared as a stand-up what somebody might say to you on stage? No, I'm freaking trained. I have a a PhD in hecklers. I know how to handle it. But God, in I life, that. we don't have any control over anybody. Mm-hmm. Like with comedy, you could just yell security, right. or you could scream at them, or right, you can right. just shame them and right. be, barrage them with insults. Right. But when you're dealing with kids and people you can't control, yeah, of course I know. you're going to worry of constantly. Course.
3: Yeah. you know, there's an app that I recommend. It's called Life360. Oh, And it, I highly recommend it. And you, if your kid has the phone, an iPhone, a smartphone, mm-hmm. they get the app, you have the app, and then you know where they are. You can just go on the iPhone. Because my kids are they're, well, yeah, you should know. Yeah, and they're riding bikes now, and, they, you know, I have a boy and a girl. I, I mean, the girl's very confident. Anybody comes near her, I know that, that the guy's going to go fucking running away, screaming. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, That's it's okay. That's like, okay. like, help, help, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. get her out. But the boy... <laughs> get her away from Get me. her away. Stop. She's <laughs> insane. But the boy, I worry, because he is very tentative and and, mm. you know... B- a really quick, I'll just say this. Yeah. The his One of his good friends, came, we just taught him how to ride a bike. This was mm-hmm. a two year and a half ago. And he got on the bike, and we taught him how to ride it. And then his friend came over. Can you go on a bike ride? And I was leaving for New York like a couple hours later. Right. And I go, no, you can't. His name is Sonny Santino. I said, Sonny, no, you don't have a helmet yet. I don't want you going out there to yeah. ride a bike. You, I haven't gotten high. I got to go to Target and get you a helmet. Right. This boy's got his helmet on. And he's like, please, we're just gonna go up to the and back. And Adam comes walking by and goes, Let him go. He's a he's a very he's a very safe kid. Like he's you know, he's a very cautious kid. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, All right, all right. And I honest to God, I swear on my life, I really imagined him coming home with like, you know, bloody nose or something. Two minutes later, knock, knock, knock. Uh Mrs. Corolla, Sonny fell off the bike. And he's got, like, r- he had to go to the hospital. He was in the hospital for oh two days God. at the children's hospital. He had a huge, like, goose bump or whatever you call it, on his forehead, swelled immediately. And right. And blood coming down his face. And a woman in a Tesla pulls up and goes uh boy are you okay and she's got like wow. her teenage kid and and he she was like come on i'll drive you home and he goes no i'm not allowed to get in a car with strangers
2: oh my god this poor kid well <laughs> at least know. you know we made the right choice there <laughs> I, know, I
3: know exactly but you know right. it's, it's interesting
2: it's almost like it's not the worry that would have saved him. it's you using better judgment and discernment would have saved him. So I think the lesson for you now isn't to go, good, I'm right to worry 24-7. I can be driven nuts by this. But it's like, oh, just the discernment of going, That's true. let me override Adam Carolla. Because really, who's listening to him anyway? Exactly.
3: I know. What does he know? (laughs) What does
2: he know? Uh That's what's so funny, the things we can't control. I used to, I remember when my first niece was going off to college and my second by the time it, the second one went away, I worried less. But all I could think of was, oh, my God, I had such a horrible time in college. Suppose there's a date rape. Suppose there's this. Mm-hmm. I go to, like, extremes. And I go, well, it's okay, because then what I'll do is I'll freaking go up there and I'll kill that guy. And what would be great is I'll go to jail but I'll be a hero, so nobody'll rape me in jail because I'll be cool, and they'll say you're a hero, Lisa. So I wasn't even like my sphere Your of eye. jail got overridden by saving her. So I go, wait a minute. <laughs> That's crazy. Why do what, my shrink was like, why do you go to such extremes, yeah. like such crazy, like thoughts? I do too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's going because we know. As a kid, we had to try to control things. Right. We couldn't, and right. now we're out of control. Right. We don't like anything that we can't manage. Yeah. Oh, my God, Lynette, you've
3: been so great. Oh, my God, I can't God, thank, thank you, you enough for her coming Lisa. on the show. Ah, oh, my pleasure. Oh. I was I was honored, honestly. You are I, mean, I admire you. I've always admired your career. Oh. I really have. I mean, I was just a woman up there, a strong woman. Yeah. I, when you were doing those, those the roasts. Oh, madone. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, would
0: yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I would rather do what your mother said with the uh, the. the <laughs> Files then yeah, in the behind eye, the eyes, then get up there and do out. a roast. I I'm would, honestly. You. I saw, I would just admire the shit out of you. Oh, thank you so, so congratulations. much. Congratulations. And again, your podcast is? For crying out loud. And it <laughs> is, what What day
2: does it drop? Do uh, Tuesdays and
3: Fridays. Oh, all oh, you do twice a yeah, week? Yeah, we do twice a week. Oh, yeah.
2: You're more motivated than I am. I, am, and I know.
3: And buy some
2: Mangria. Make this yes. bitch rich. Yeah, go to Corolla yeah. Drinks.
1: What did we learn?
2: Well, I think we've learned a lot, folks. We've learned that Adam ain't easy, but life ain't easy. We've also learned that Lisa's probably never going to get married again. Uh, Maybe if it could be for a three-month period. Yeah, I'm in. We also learned that therapy is a good idea. So start when you're young. Six. See you soon. Let Lisa help.
1: Thanks for listening to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. For more info on Lisa's storytelling shows, her workshops, and her life coaching services, go to lisalampanelli.com. You can also follow Lisa on the socials at Lisa Lampanelli. New episodes of Let Lisa Help are available weekly on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, make sure to leave a rating and review.
0: Curb appeal You know it when you see it. And with the Home Depot, today is the day for doing. Boost your curb appeal with the best brands at the best prices. From new garage doors to colorful flowers. Exterior lights to a new coat of paint. Inspiration to installation. You can do it or let the Home Depot do it for you. Visit homedepot.com slash services for more information on installing your next project. The Home Depot. More saving. More do-it. U.S. only C-Store for details. AP News is sponsored
1: by ADT. Real Protection is professionally installed smart home security backed by 24-7 monitoring. Our team will help you customize a system for your home, including video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras, smart locks, and lights that can be controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can even help keep your loved ones safe on the go with location sharing, driving activity alerts, and an emergency SOS button through the ADT Go app. That's ADT Real Protection.